Hey, everybody, get ready for an informative episode from Parents' Rights in Education. I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm looking forward to our time together. We stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers' union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. Like our Facebook page. Join or form a Parents' Rights and Education affiliate chapter. Making your voice heard is always easier with others. Just grab a couple friends and you're there. We will help with training, information, branding, and contact referrals. Let's start a Facebook group for you. Submit the chapter inquiry form on our website, parentsrightsined.org. Hey guys, I'm going to talk about a new law that was signed into law by Oregon's governor, Kate Brown. Uh, The whole mask mandate thing, you know, sort of uh, overshadowed it, but this is really telling. And perhaps many of you who follow our podcast uh, missed it entirely. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. But what it does show, a disregard for setting standards, high standards for our kids so that they can reach to their full potential. Governor Kate Brown signed a law to allow Oregon students to graduate without proving they can write or do math. She doesn't want to talk about it. Now, this article I'm going to share with you was published by the Oregonian, which is a rather left-leaning, biased newspaper for the most part. For the next five years, an Oregon high school diploma will be no guarantee that the student who earned it can read, write, or do math at a high school level. Governor Kate Brown had demurred earlier this summer regarding whether she supported the plan passed by the Oregon legislature to drop the requirement that students demonstrate they have achieved those essential skills. Basic skills, reading, writing, and math. But on July 14th, the governor signed Senate Bill 744 into law. Through a spokesperson, the governor declined again Friday to comment on the law and why she supported suspending the proficiency requirements. Brown's decision was not public until recently because her office did not hold a signing ceremony or issue a press release. Well, I can see why she'd want to cover that up. And the fact that the governor signed the bill was not entered into the legislative database until July 29th, two weeks later. A departure from the normal practice of updating the public database the same day a bill is signed. The Oregonian asked the governor's office when Brown's staff notified the legislature that she had signed the bill. Charles Boyle, the governor's deputy communications director, said the governor's staff notified legislative staff the same day the governor signed the bill. Hmm. 
Boyle said in an emailed statement that suspending the reading, writing, and math proficiency requirements while the state develops new graduation standards will benefit, quote, Oregon's Black, Latino, Latina, Latinx, Indigenous, Asian, Pacific Islander, tribal, and students of color, unquote. What are they saying here, guys? They're saying that that none of the none of the students uh, of minorities, none of those students, have the capability of learning how to read, how to write, and how to do math. I don't buy it. I think that is a slap in the face to their families and to them. Boyle also wrote, leaders from those communities have advocated time and again for equitable graduation standards, along with uh, expanded learning opportunities and supports. Are they encouraging those kids to learn English? That's what I want to, are they, are they encouraging them? Everything I have heard or read indicates that there are lots of supports in our school system for students who cannot speak one word of English when they come into our schools. The requirement that students demonstrate freshman to sophomore level skills in reading, writing, and particularly math led many high schools to create workshop style courses to help students strengthen their skills and create evidence of mastery. Most of those courses have been discontinued since those skills requirements were paused during the pandemic before lawmakers killed the requirement entirely. Well, maybe they should have been spending time working with those students. In fact, they had a whole year. Democrats in the legislature overwhelmingly supported ending the long-time proficiency requirement, while Republicans criticized it as a lowering of academic standards. And by the way, a couple of lawmakers crossed party lines on the votes, and they voted in favor. Shame on them. Proponents said the state needed to pause Oregon's high school graduation requirements in place since 2009, but already suspended during the pandemic until at least the class of 2024 graduates in order for leaders to re-examine graduation requirements. Recommendations for new standards are due to the legislature and Oregon Board of Education by September 2022. However, since Oregon education officials have long insisted they would not impose new graduation requirements on students who have already begun high school, new requirements would not take effect until the class of 2027, at least the very earliest. That means that at least five more classes could be expected to graduate without needing to demonstrate proficiency in math and writing. Come on. But now they're teaching them critical race theory, uh, social emotional learning, um, comprehensive sexuality education, but not reading, writing, and math. This should not surprise us, should it? I have been talking with parents across the country, and I'm reminded of the woman in Illinois, who texted me and we talked on the phone and then she texted me again. She is just distraught over the fact that uh, she has to send her children to school wearing a mask. The point is, 
You don't have to do that. Here's the thing, guys. We are coming to that place. We are literally coming to that place where we have to choose. Do we want to subject our children to uh, this onerous, tyrannical policy that is being set up by our government? And the reason it is so scary, you guys, is because if they can do this, if they can force our children to wear a mask at school all day, if they can change the policies for us as adults, which they are doing in Oregon and elsewhere, to put those masks back on, no matter where we go, we can't, we can't congregate without wearing a mask. What is next? What is next? I have reason to believe, and I'm going to share that with you right now. I have reason to believe the next, the next thing, and it's, and it's already happening in some states for adults, but it's going to be in the public schools as well. And that is mandatory vaccinations. No way, no way, no way can we advocate that you send your children back into the public school system under those conditions. I received a slide presentation to uh, the Coalition of Oregon School Administrators. It's shocking. This was uh, released on August 19th. 2021. And it has in large type, the term embargoed. What does that mean? The definition of embargo. Number two, a prohibition by a government, an order to temporarily stop something, especially trading or giving information. So please stay tuned because this is one scary thing, you guys. So it's, it's a COSA, which is um, the Coalition of Oregon School Administrators um, for an off-the-recording meeting. The governor has given permission to share information with, your prior, with you prior to the public release, and we want you to have as much information as possible to support your staff and community when it is announced. Please honor the embargo. Please make this a respectful place for peers who hold different opinions and or will be impacted differently by the news. Also recognize that some in our space have been deeply impacted by COVID-19. Before we begin, application of the embargo. The announcement is embargoed until 11 a.m. 819 21. So this was given in advance of the 19th. The details of the, of the proposed rule are for internal planning only and remain embargoed until the temporary rule is posted. Each slide will make the embargo period. Our priority is to implement the protocols needed to reliably hold school in person every school day for all students all year long. And from what we know today, there are two keys to keeping our students in classrooms with minimal disruption. Most people in school are unvaccinated. 
Masks are a critical tool to prevent the spread of COVID-19 in a school setting. Just as important is ensuring all the adults around our students are fully vaccinated just against COVID-19 so that they are safe and able to reliably provide in-person instruction. That's why today, Governor Brown will direct the Oregon Health Authority to issue a rule requiring all teachers, educators, support staff, and volunteers in K-12 schools to be fully vaccinated against COVID-19 by October 18th, or six weeks from FDA approval, whichever is later. Creating safe and reliable access to in-person learning. There are those that will feel this action goes too far, and public health has become politically polarizing in our nation. The fact is that nearly every educator is already vaccinated against diphtheria, tetanus, uh, pertussis, which is whooping cough, polio, varicella, chickenpox, measles, mumps, rubella, and hepatitis A and B. COVID-19 is a disease like all others, and it does not care about anyone's personal values. It spreads from one person to another without targeting or prejudice. And the Delta variant does this quickly and effectively to often significant harm to the unvaccinated. Our hospitals are overcrowding due to severe COVID-19 cases, almost exclusively unvaccinated individuals. We are sending people out of state for care. Our ambulances need to know they can take the injured and severely ill to a hospital for care. As with state employees and healthcare workers, religious and medical disability related exemptions apply. The rule will apply to all teachers, educators, support staff, and volunteers in K-12 schools. K-12 means a public, private, parochial, charter, or alternative educational program offering kindergarten through grade 12 or any part thereof. Fully vaccinated means having received both doses of a two-dose COVID-19 vaccine or one dose of a single-dose COVID-19 vaccine, and at least 14 days have passed since the individual's final dose of COVID-19 vaccine. Medical exemption means that an individual has a physical or mental impairment that prevents the individual from receiving a COVID-19 vaccination. A medical exemption must be corroborated by a document signed by a medical provider who is not the individual seeking the exception, certifying that the individual has a physical or mental impairment that limits the individual's ability to receive a COVID-19 vaccination based on a unspecified medical diagnosis. The religious exemption means that an individual has a sincerely held religious belief that prevents the individual from receiving COVID-19 vaccination. A religious exemption must be corroborated by a document on a form prescribed by the Oregon Health Authority. Really? Signed by the individual stating that the individual is requesting an exemption from COVID-19 vaccination requirement on the basis of a sincerely held religious belief and including a statement describing the way in which the vaccination requirement conflicts with the religious observance, practice, or belief of the individual. Employers or contractors of teachers or school staff who grant an exception to the vaccination requirement must or may take reasonable steps to ensure that unvaccinated teachers and healthcare staff are protected from contracting and spreading COVID-19. Proof of vaccination means documentation providing a tribal 
federal, state, or local government, or a health care provider that includes an individual's name, date of birth, type of vaccination given, date or dates given, depending on whether it is a one-dose or two-dose vaccine, and the name, location of the health care provider or site where the vaccine was administered. Documentation may include but is not limited to COVID-19 vaccination record copy or a copy or digital picture of the vaccination record or a printout from the Oregon Health Authority's immunization registry. After October 18th, 2021, or six weeks after the date of the U.S. Food and Drug Administration approves a vaccine against COVID-19, teachers and school staff may not teach, work, learn, study, assist, observe, or volunteer in a school setting unless they are fully vaccinated and have provided documentation of a medical or non-medical exemption. An employer or contractor of teachers or school staff may not employ, contract with, or accept the volunteer services of teachers or school staff who are teaching, working, learning, studying, assisting, observing, or volunteering at a school unless the teachers or school staff are fully vaccinated against COVID-19 or have a documented medical or non-medical exemption. And there are more details, of course. We are going to publish a link to this document on our website in the show notes. The slide presentation goes on to state that changes in the amount of community transmission of COVID-19, the severity of illness associated with new variants of the SARS-CoV-2 virus that causes COVID-19, or the availability of vaccination for children younger than 12 years old, may warrant changes to the state's recovery efforts during the school year. The resiliency framework will be updated to reflect any changes. That says to us, there is a high possibility children under the age of 12 will be forced to be vaccinated. That's not acceptable. Please unenroll your children from public schools before they force you and your entire family to be vaccinated. Until next time, I'm Suzanne Gallagher. Thanks for listening. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax-deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 Club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the Donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now.